What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities, all while having a good drink. Today, I am drinking Pikesville Straight Rye Whiskey, 110 proof, pretty solid bottle. Um, I cannot complain, and I'm usually not one who is big on rye whiskeys, but as I've developed more of a palate for whiskey, I've come to appreciate it. I've learned how to drink it properly, how to pair it properly, how to really taste for the notes in it. So I've been reading a lot of articles on whiskey and the specificity between Irish whiskey and scotch and bourbon and rye and Japanese whiskey and so on and so forth, moonshine, all that stuff. And so I'm understanding more and more what really makes a type of whiskey. So yeah. I went with the rye today, and I, I suggested I bought it last week, week before last. Yeah, actually, I, I purchased it while I was in Virginia, I think. Mm-mm. The week before I went to Virginia. But, yeah, I definitely think that if you like rye whiskey, you'll probably like this one. And it was actually recommended to me by someone when I was in Virginia, and I said, oh, I just bought this bottle, and it's sitting at home in the cabinet waiting. So... Had to feature it this this week, but we're going to jump into the topic today. I don't know if it will be a very long episode, but I've had the discussion plenty of times with my black friends. I've had it with my best friend who's Latina. She's Mexican specifically, Mexican and Spanish. Um, and I want to discuss the fact that all people of color do not have the same issues. So to me, and not even to me, this is a this is a fact. Using the term people of color in contrast to white is not only disrespectful, but it's lazy. When you say people of color have these issues, there is one common issue no there are two common issues that people of color have and one of those is also a issue that white people have and it's that we're humans and we are flawed you know there are outliers there are the good there are the bad we have humanity in common that's not a people of color issue that is not a white people issue that is a homo sapien issue that's issue one that we have in common issue two we have in common that white people do not have in common is the oppression that is brought on by white supremacy. So if you are not white or not identified as white, that being Asian, Latino, Native American, Native Australian, African, um, I don't know if I said Asian yet, um, Pacific Islander, and I hate to group that in together. So I mean, you know, you've got ton of islands in the Pacific Islands. But if you are anything that is non-white, within the United States of America, as well as a Middle Eastern, excuse me, with my, my Middle Eastern brothers and sisters. But yeah, if you are spread across the world anywhere, United States of America, anywhere that white imperialism or European imperialism has touched, because white is a, a construct made up that that we don't need to subscribe to. Um, then you have been 
impacted by white supremacy adversely. It hasn't been, the, the impact has never been positive. There has never been somebody who said, gosh, I'm so glad that this racism came to my community and I'm going to embrace it because it helps me and my people collectively. No logical person has ever said that. So yeah, those are the two people of color issues and the first one is just a humanity issue. But to talk about issues that impact the black community and fail to speak on it as if it impacts exclusively or primarily the black community is both disrespectful to the collective black experience which you know we're all individuals but within America there are some common threads but it's disrespectful and it's lazy Um, I am a student of history have always loved history Um, when I was in elementary elementary and middle school social studies was my thing when I got to high school I was taking college level history courses I think I took three of them AP US, AP World, and no, those were the only AP um, history courses I could take. And then I took two AP level um, English courses. So, you know, history is, is something that I'm very passionate about. And I went on to um, gain or earn a degree in African American studies while I was at UNCG, though I started off just looking to explore business. Um, I said, you know what? Let's 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 do this African American studies thing because I am very passionate about my people and what impact and role we've played in the United States of America and its development. That being said, our experience within the United States and with white supremacy is so different than any other communities that you cannot compare the two. As a matter of fact, I was having a discussion. Who was I talking to the other day? I was talking to my boy Devin. I believe it was Devin I was talking to. And we were saying that the only community, you know, people often align black and brown communities, meaning um, African American and Latinx, Latino, Latina communities as, um, as being very similar and I told Devin there might be one community that we're closer to but their population does not often get them counted in in alignment with us and that's the Native American community because the way America screwed over Native Americans and continues to screw them over is um, is unprecedented you know they, they enslaved black folks and they beat us down, but when you look at the numbers and the statistics of what the Native American experience that today looks like versus the fact that this entire nation was split up amongst tribes and what we now call nations of Native Americans, um, that is that is very troubling. So those people of color, their issues are you know, very greatly from mine and mine very greatly from my Latino brothers brothers, and my Latino sisters and ours all vary greatly from Pacific Islanders who's vary greatly from the Chinese or the Japanese who vary greatly from Muslim Americans 
Like, saying people of color is so simplistic. And for our culture to have adopted that without taking into account the individualistic nature that each of these communities bring to the table is an element of white supremacy. It makes things easier for white people. It makes us easier to collectively identify. And we have to get rid of that. I am a black man. I have never, ever identified as a people of color man. Come on. I don't have the same issues that an Asian brother has. I don't have the same... A Muslim brother doesn't have the same issues as I do. During the era of 9-11, after the Twin Towers were hit, my Muslim brothers had a completely different plight than I did. <laughs> but interestingly enough, I felt their experience when I was in France soon after there were uh, a couple bombs set off and I'm at the airport fully bearded and I'm getting stopped by the police. I got stopped by the police twice in Paris. And I'm sure that I looked like a Muslim, which here, when you think of a dark-skinned, melanated Muslim, um, you think of a brother who's in the nation. But over there, they've got people coming directly from Africa who are of the Islamic faith, you know, bearded up, looking much like any other African. So it's just the perceptions are so different internationally. I say that to say that everyone's experience with white supremacy is varied. You know, Asians, the, uh, oh, excuse me, um, what is that? Is that east or west? Eastern Asians have a different experience than Middle Eastern folks. You know, th their experience with white supremacy varies greatly. I remember I got off of a plane in Singapore, maybe, and I saw advertisements there for skin whitening cream or skin bleaching cream, and I was so surprised because I said, wow, y'all deal with this too? Like, y'all are dealing with white supremacy on this level just like we are in the United States? That's crazy. But um, we have to understand that we all want to be seen as individuals, like, as an individual. I'm, like, not even talking about I'm a black man in the black community. That is a part of my identity. But within that, there are so many um, traje trajectories and routes that have been taken that allow me to build up the more well-rounded, holistic view of what it is or could be to be a black man in America. Like, yeah, I'm a black man who was born in a southern city, who went to school in the suburbs, who then went to a predominantly white institution, but it happens to be a predominantly white institution that is a minority-serving institution at this point because of the trajectory it was on, and I serve in a professional capacity within nonprofits doing fundraising, and I go to a church that is extremely diverse with a, an array of personalities. And I, there is so much in it that separates me just from that traditional Southern Black experience and makes me who I am. So if that if there's that much of a difference with me, then how the heck are you going to compare my experience as a black man to the experience of a brother from Korea? Like my, my boy Howie. <laughs> me and Howie went to middle and high school together. Now, if you think about school, you think about um, 
what's traditional and what's stereotypical, you usually would not think that Howie and I would have played football together, but we did. Like, Howie was on the football team. He wasn't just in the books, but stereotypically, you know what? That That's what Howie's supposed to be doing. Like, we don't have the same experience. All people of color don't have that. Um, and I want America to really step up and stop bunching us all in together. Like, take the time and make the effort to recognize that community A has different needs than community B, and the resources need to be invested so that all of these communities can flourish, can thrive, and can have their culture be celebrated and appreciated instead of grouped in as, yeah, all y'all people who ain't white deal with the same stuff. No. Because somebody's going to look at um, my boy Howie. When, when Howie gets pulled over by the police, he's going to present himself differently to those officers than I do. You don't see Asian American brothers getting shot by the police and their bodies left in the streets. That's just not what happens when you're news regularly. Now, I don't know the statistics on it. Um, in different parts of the country, <laughs> you have a completely different experience. Prime example, right? We were in Thailand. Thailand? Yeah. Yeah, we were at the, uh, the PP Islands in Thailand. Real quick note, it's spelled P-H-I-P-H-I, -H -I -P -H -I, so you think it's Fifi Islands. Um, and you think that um, Phuket is... You know, people pronounce it Bucket, Phuket, whatever. So the H is silent. So it's not the Fifi Islands, it's the PP Islands. It's not Phuket, it's Phuket. Um, but yeah, just so you know, it don't look crazy when you go over there like I did. So we're in the um, PP Islands, and we're on a boat tour. And we end up meeting these Asian cats from California. They're from Oakland. Real cool cats. Real, real cool. But I swear, if you close your eyes and listen to them talk, they sound just like stereotypical black people from Cali. And it was cool, because we were just hanging out with them, we went to dinner, uh, had a good time. But, yeah, so in in um, Cali, they deal with a lot of the same issues because, you know, urban communities where you have higher level levels of poverty and racism still, still prevails and white supremacy still prevails, you're, you're being judged because you know, Asians came over from Asia directly to the West Coast and they were treated terribly as well. They were put to work on railroads and given um, menial jobs. So their, uh, their issues, though they are not the same as black people within America, different communities and different regions have vastly different experiences that you won't find here in the Southeast. But in the Northeast, you can find it. People of color cannot collectively fight for the same thing because we don't all have the same issues. What we can collectively fight against is white supremacy because it impacts all of us. Like when, when you hop off the plane in Singapore and you realize that they have the same identity issues you do because white people screwed them up with imperialism. Yeah, I can I can get behind fighting that, fighting against that. But they don't have the same investment 
that we do in police brutality. Like they they can have the sympathy, but the empathy, it it just really it's hard to cultivate because that's not the fight that they're in right now. Not to say they can't fight as allies, but as far as victims of a system that looks to kill you, imprison you, and um, just devalue your entire sense of humanity, like that is an issue that black people are dealing with specifically in the United States of America. And to try to put that on all people of color and try to wash it as, yeah, this is an issue that everybody deals with, come on, let's, let's be honest. If we're looking at, at just the media narrative and the the numbers and percentages of people killed by the police who are unarmed and the only threat they they present is the color of their skin, black people deal with this issue primarily, if not exclusively. Because I'd be seeing pictures of white men running up at the cops and... I mean, they illustrate, run at the police, disarm them, and still somehow end up in handcuffs and catching a, a charge that allows them to get bail. We don't get to make it off the road that we were on when we got shot in our backs. So yeah, just this is, this is a short episode. America, stop being lazy. That's all. Stop bunching us all in, stop calling us all people of color, and stop expecting all of us to identify as such. Definitely, I want everybody to succeed, um, whatever race they are, but we're not all dealing with the same stuff. Yeah, we're all human, we're all um, God's children, we're all put here to do great things, we're not dealing with the same issues because within the context of white supremacy when we're talking about a hierarchy that has been constructed based on white being premier the complete opposite of that is black and so everything falls in the spectrum from top to bottom unfortunately within this system um, no matter how true or made up it is and I think I've said this quote before on here I'll say it again quite a few times um, Ta-Nehisi Coates said race is the child of racism not the father and we have to remember that the only reason race was constructed is so that racism could thrive and flourish that's all I got today catch y'all again next week same time same place be safe out there please leave a rating or review or excuse me please leave a rating and review on whatever podcast service you're you're listening on um, leave some comments on narrowpodcast.com follow me on instagram twitter facebook at narrow podcast and i'll catch y'all next time peace love